Super Talk Mississippi media production. Spring is in the air, and that means it's time to refresh your wardrobe with the season's hottest trends at the Black Sheep Boutique. Don't blend in this spring. Stand out with the Black Sheep Boutique with two locations to serve you in Tupelo or Saltillo or online at theblacksheepboutiquetupelo.com. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way. Their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Hey, hey, folks. Welcome to In a Mississippi Minute. I am Steve Azar. Glad to be with you guys as always. Thanks for tuning in. Please go to visitmississippi.org if you want to tune in to all the cool, cool things to do right here in our home state. Trust me. All right. I love it when my guests can groove. And man, can he do that. And also, you got to be in shape to do what he does. From a family of very successful and world-renowned musicians, there's a lot of fame his folks have got to be crazy proud of. Highly regarded internationally for his work with the American heavy metal band Megadeth. You can say the bookends are Eidolon. That was back in 93 to 2007, and then there was Megadeth. Then he would make the move back in 2014 with his band Act of Defiance to present date. Such an incredibly prolific career. So let's just welcome men right now to the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. That's what I'm talking about. And get to know better my pal, my pal, Sean Drover. What's up, Sean? Hey, Steve. How you doing? Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thank you for coming on. Are you in Atlanta? Yep. I'm in the, just north of Atlanta, and uh, we've got a big storm coming through here today. I think it's actually coming from, I think it hit you guys in Mississippi last night, if I'm not mistaken, or yesterday. I'm looking at it right now, outside my studio yeah. window. Yeah, it, it was pretty windy this morning when, uh, sort of middle of the night, uh, you know, 5 a.m., and then, and it's still messy out there, but uh, I think it is heading your way. I saw it coming out of the, uh, looked like it was coming out of the south west right heading heading towards you yep yep i had to cancel golf today which uh, didn't thrill me but you know hey what are you gonna do well you did the same thing i did because i'm canceling golf as well so anyway yeah i'm not doing cart pass i'm just not doing it no 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 it, it, no no way i'm too old to do cart pass <laughs> <You're not> too... <laughs> hey let's talk about how excited i am and thrilled that you are going to grace our presence with your bride down at our 10th annual delta soul Wondering if you ever did any touring down here. You have spent time in our Mississippi Delta. No, I've, I've played. Um, I played Biloxi at the House of Blues. I think twice with Megadeth. And if memory serves me, we played somewhere in Mississippi for a, a rock festival. But it had a real eclectic bunch of bands like it had megadeth and then it had some it wasn't like all you know hard rock and all that kind of thing it was mm -hmm. a little more eclectic and, and diverse of a festival which i thought was really interesting kind of reminded me of some of the european festivals because you know 
they don't just relegate, oh, it has to be hard rock or heavy metal. You know, over there they'll have, you know, we, you know, I played, uh, one day we played Sweden Rock Festival, it was Megadeth, and then Styx went on, mm-hmm. and then Nazareth was playing over on, on a, uh, another stage, so I ran over and watched them, it was like, you know, it wasn't, you know, you didn't just have to be a real heavy band and, and that. Right. I really appreciated that. A lot of festivals are like that over in Europe, and, and uh, but anyway, there's one in Mississippi, I, I'm trying to remember where it was, I'm sure it was close to, to Biloxi, um, it was probably, I think it was like 2013 or 2014 mm-hmm. we did something like that, but I don't recall the name of it. We're conversing with Sean Drover right now. You know, when you talk about music festivals and, and sort of the difference, and we put many, many music festivals on since we moved back. So bottom line for me is I just look at it as if it is authentic. You, you know what I mean? And you're turning people right. on to anything that's honest and authentic and genuine. And when you do that, it's amazing the people that will go from seeing Randy Travis for the first time or Megadeth for the first time or Metallica for the first time or Bruce Springsteen for the first you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? or B.B. King Absolutely. or Muddy Waters. There's something awfully special about it when it's never been done before that folks go, wow, what is it? And it's just that it's so honest it penetrates. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. I, I, yeah, I think... I think if the artist is, is, is genuine in what they do, I think that translates over to to the crowd. And even though initially some of the, the, the sector of the crowd might go, oh, God, who, you know, why are these guys playing? And, but if they give them a chance, I, I, I think they'll appreciate it and, and respect it, even if they don't necessarily love it or, they, you know, they might like it, they might not like it. But I think ultimately they respect artists who are genuine and, and who have longevity. You know what I mean? You, you have to... You have to give props to those uh, people, and, and even up-and-coming artists. If, if you see a young band, you know, uh, doing what they do, and you can tell if if, uh, if they're genuine or not. It doesn't take long to figure it out. No. If you're a paint-by-numbers band who's just trying to follow a trend, or, or if you're true to yourself and, and true to what you're trying to express, I think that goes a long way. That's right. We're talking to Sean Drover. You know, uh, you, when you slipped the word don't in just a second ago, I could tell you were from Canada. That was it. Yeah. You know, there's always got to be a word don't. Anyway, but look, let's go back to the growing up, the wonder years and all that. You know, yep. don't tell me your dad was like an NHL star and your mom played, you know, pro soccer and you guys all became great musicians. I got to know where all of this came from, because down here we call it something in the water, right? Whether you're whether it's you're born with it. Are you just, if you're around it, the bottom line yeah. is it's going to absorb into your psyche. That's, for me, it was definitely not genetic. It was just being around it and, and through osmosis, I call it. So for you growing up and your brothers and all that, explain all that. Yeah, well, well we, we came from a very musical family. My, my father was a guitar player uh, who played in a country band. My older brother, Brian, was uh, a guitar player who played um, in a country band in the bars for years with his uh his, my father is my older brother Brian's stepfather, so my brother Brian played in a band with his father uh, called Helen and the Honeycombs for years, uh, probably ten years. In you know when I was uh, uh, my adolescent teenage years, he played with them for I would I would guess ten years. So I grew up with a lot of um, different kinds of music. I didn't just like grow up and you know listen to my sisters Deep Purple and. and uh, uh, hmm. Van Halen records or whatever it was, you know, I, my father was constantly playing Kenny Rogers. He was playing, uh, the Chet, you know, Chet Atkins, Les Paul, Chester and Lester record. Um, 
Les Paul and Mary Ford record. God, I have that in, ingrained in my brain. I heard it so many times, that, <laughs> that one song. Um, but at, but at the same time, my brother uh, Brian, he also, of course, like, you know, you know, not only country, but he, but he liked rock music. So I was exposed to Deep Purple and, you know, all the... All the bands of the early 70s, um, I was exposed to a lot of that, and, and uh, it was pretty much inevitable that both Glenn and myself, my, my young, uh, younger brother Glenn, were going to pick up instruments, uh, and we did at, at an early age. My brother Glenn started playing guitar when he was 10, wow. and uh, I was, I'm three years older. I'm thir- I was 13 at the time, and, and uh, shortly after, I, I uh, got a drum set, and uh, we were off to the races. Wow. So your younger brother Glenn played. So have you guys... What bands have you got? Is it you and Brian that played Megadeth, or you and Glenn? No, Glenn. Yeah, Glenn. Uh, Glenn and I. Uh, uh, Glenn was in Megadeth for almost four years with me, and uh, he left the band uh, um, after that. And uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, we we also did the, our first band, the Idolon Band, which we did in, in the in the nineties and early two thousands before we joined Megadeth. We did that for we put out seven records actually in, in uh, God, I guess what about ten, eleven years, whatever it was. So we put out a lot of we had a lot of music, mostly in Europe and Japan. We had some stuff in the states, but it wasn't as widespread as it was more in Europe and and uh, and South America, that kind of thing. Right, right. I want to dig into Idolon because that was sort of your beginning, and it, it lasted a long right. time. And do you ever sort of go back and uh, you know what I mean? Like, do you guys ever have a reunion tour of that? Or I mean, uh, would that be something that's even doable? <clears throat> well. <clears throat> I don't think, to me, going back to something that wasn't really, although it was extremely heartfelt and, and very genuine and, and real, um, to go back to something that really didn't garner a huge amount of success, to me, would be too much of an undertaking. And it wouldn't, right. I, I think it would be fake at that point. You know, I mean, if, I'm sure if we got offered a couple of festivals in Europe, so, you know, come on over to Germany and play these two festivals, I'm sure we would consider it. But to full-blown go back and try to... Um, start that up again after, after so many years. I don't. I don't think either one of us would be uh, interested in that. Having having said that, as I speak to you today, Glenn and I are, are working on a, on a, a new record right now, which is which is us, uh, both of us um, with other musicians. Uh, we're halfway through the record right now, so you know it's 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 it's, it's along the same kind of uh, of musical path. You know what I mean? Just that heavy rock stuff and and. You know, to me, the way I wrote all those Eidolon songs way back when and to what I'm doing now is really not that dissimilar. I still have the same approach to the songwriting for how I uh, want the music to sound. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not going to be called Eidolon, but it's, the music really isn't that dissimilar from what we did all those years ago. Wow. So. We're talking to Sean Drover. He is in Atlanta, but by way of Canada, then L.A., and his music journey has been spectacular. And We're going to dig more into that. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, as always. Go to visitmississippi.org to find out what you're going to do tomorrow. So many wonderful things right here. I'm Steve Azar. You're in the Mississippi Minute. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time on air and online at supertalk.fm. 
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 71. Tonight, 30% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, low around 52. Your finally Friday, a 60% chance of rain, high near 64. And for your Saturday, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 67. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley Specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a master tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. No drip roofing and construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No drip roofing and construction. 601-371-1051. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, the home of Ole Miss Sports. Brought to you in part by All Britain's Jewelers, Diamonds, Watches, Specialty Gifts, and more. Your family owned full service jewelers since 1920. Visit All Britain's Jewelry in their new location on Old Canton Road behind Highland Village. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I get the ball with the game on the line. I noticed out of the break there, or into the break, and now I'm back. I use my low voice, so I apologize for everybody. It's early. You know what I mean? For me, it's early. I'm with Sean Drover. We're in a Mississippi Minute. Go to visit Mississippi.org. So many wonderful things right here, guys, culturally, historically. I'm going to keep saying those two words for as long as they will let me. Uh, and where are you out? You are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Pay attention to your surroundings. Uh, if you see somebody litter, then, you know, you know what to do. Call them in. Report them before I lose my mind. All right. So, Sean, let's go back to growing up. You talk about writing songs, and you, you're going back to sort of the Eidolon days when, when you know, sort of that 
you know, well, the way you started writing, were there any mentors for you? Because you got to realize, for me, it was all these blues guys that I grew up, Eugene Powell, Sam Chapman, great, just storytellers uh, back in the day that just, you know, and I was writing as a little boy at 11 years old, and, and I always was, I was drawn to the songwriting process. But until I went to Nashville, I mean, I was getting it right, sort of, but not 100% right, you know? And until I went right. to Nashville, where I was mentored by some incredibly, you know, songwriters of the decade, songwriter of the year. I mean, you know, these were my publishers, and they, they it, although it took a while to penetrate through my brain to understand what they were telling me to do, it, it just, right. I was on my own time. But for you in Canada, you look at Brian Adams, You look. there's been so many great bands that's come from, from Canada, first of all. So I won't go through all that. But the bottom line is, what was your writing process? Did you have any mentors, or did it just fall in your lap? Probably a combination of all of that. I mean, you know, when you're young um, and, and you're listening, you're growing up and listening to stuff, I, I would absorb it all like a sponge. You know, I was, again, you know, so many great, you know, for me, if you're talking about Canadian bands for rock, it, it it starts and ends with Rush. I mean that that is my well, yeah. all time insane favorite rock band, and it has been since I was wow well, God I think I started listening to them when I was ten or eleven. Yeah, I just they just changed everything for me. I didn't emulate what they were doing or emulate. I'm sorry because you know it's hard to copy. You know a lot of those songs are very complex, odd time signatures and. You know they're so original, but just the whole aura of that band, and, and and you could tell they were so passionate what they were doing. They would, you know, each record sounded different from the previous one. Um, you know, as opposed to something like you know ACDC, you know, all, and I love it. Yeah, you know what's coming, it. right? Yeah, you, you know when when you buy an ACDC <laughs> record, you don't have to hear note one. You know yeah. it's going to rock <laughs> and it's going to be good, solid songs and all that stuff, and that and that's fantastic. Um, but Rush was, for me, was the polar opposite of that. So I, I absorbed everything. You know, again, I was, you know, I was exposed to a lot of jazz fusion when I was, when I was young. I listened to Return to Forever, Al Demiola, um, a lot of, you know, Alan Hallsworth, a lot of these insanely gifted jazz musicians. So I was absorbing so many different things at once. It wasn't just rock and hard rock and all mm -hmm. that stuff. I, you know, again, you know, even even the, the Chet Atkins stuff that my my father listened to, I I, I appreciated that. I mean, I, I I couldn't believe how can somebody play all these fast notes with with a clean guitar tone. That to me was like mind boggling. Fearless, you know? Yeah, you exactly. So precise. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's one yeah. thing to stomp on a fuzz box, but with with your Marshall crank to ten, you know, you could you could get away with some stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, Look, I get away with murder with the wah wah pedal. Murder. I get away exactly, with it all. Exactly right. Trust me. I mean, so I get you, it. You know you're right. Saying. You're just out there sort of naked. You know what I mean? Like, you, you when when you're just got nothing but clean, and that's what a lot of the great blues players that played uh, for many years. In fact, I was playing with, uh, in my Kingsmen project that I did, that we recorded and did the movie Something in the Water. The record's called Down at the Liquor Store. We we uh, had little Ray Neal, and little Ray Neal, when he goes, uh, Steve, I think what I want to try is that, that distortion thing you do. And I like he looked at me like he looked at me like I said, hey, you messing with me. You know, you're messing with me. But I, for, I forget that they don't do it. They just plug in and play. And I'm going, like, well, where is that dirt coming from? And that's just from his fingers and his heart and his soul. And it was amazing. So we did it. He did one take and it was insane. 
uh, the, uh, I, I mean, I was like floored, laying out all that. And he uh, he goes, now nah, I, I think I'd like to. I had enough of that distortion. He says distortion. <laughs> and I said, okay, so I'll take it away from you. <laughs> I mean, like like he like That's he just great. picked up a piece of the devil. You know what I mean? <laughs> now I need to let you take that away from me now because I could get used to it. You know. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, yeah, but you're right about Chet. And I know we've ventured off a little bit, but you know, you think about what you just said. First of all. On my bucket list of seeing live acts, but I want to be, because you and I both are spoiled now, I want to be at yep. the side of the stage or the back, it's just sort of the side. Not, not, not in front, whatever, crowd or whatever, because like I said, yep. you know, you and I, we are, we have our backstage privileges, but ACDC yep. and Rush for me would oh, be yeah. ins- it just, it would be awesome because yep. you're right. What, what they do on stage, um, and and the records they make is exact. I mean, it's like there it is. It's just so yep. special. You know what I mean? It's like it just change. There's nothing else like it. Nope, there's not. They're they're complete originators at their craft, and and that that to me is a special thing. Nowadays, again, I want to veer off too much from what we're talking about, but I'm not hearing the from a broad scope i'm not hearing originality like i did in the 70s and 80s especially the 70s and, yeah. and i miss that you know i grew up you know i think you and i are, are close i'm, I'm 55 I, I think you're you're, you're 50 now are you in your 50s <laughs> i'm a year older okay i'm gonna take that as a yeah <laughs> i'm a year I'm, older I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> yeah yeah you know we, Thank we you, grew though. up in, in, a, in, a, in a similar time so you know we were exposed to so much great oh yeah eclectic diverse music in the 70s man and, and i miss that and you know i'm, I'm very happy and, and proud that i grew up when i did and, and uh you know we, we're lucky if you ask me i think we're very lucky to, to, to be exposed to that kind of music as uh as youngsters i totally and look you got the 60s that were on our te- that we were our folks were playing right so we got that yep. and then the 70s t- to me it was always about and i tried to emulate as much as possible uh, on a lot sure. of my records, the bass playing because the bass players sure. they had it was melodic. There was rhythm. There was yep. melody, and it yep. was just the coolest thing. And it just like Gwen and I will turn on. Uh, we can't get enough of uh, uh, like Looking Glass with Brandy or uh, right. You know what I mean? Just just when it kicks in, and you're just but you're listening to the bass player and the band player. And, uh, you know, all those bands that there were, and we had Hamilton, Joe Frank, and Reynolds. J- Joe Frank was from Leland, which is 10 miles from my house right now. So, I mean, there was right. all this incredible music, but the bass players were just great. And they were, they took you on another journey. And then, of course, Paul McCartney, the way he played the bass. And, um, it's just Absolutely. Simon and Garfunkel. I mean, Paul Simon, the musicianship, but growing up down here for us, it was just, you know, you grow up and there was muddy. And you knew all about Muddy, even though you you didn't live when he was in his heyday. You know he was older, and then of course Buddy Guy, yep. and then um, Albert King to me was just unbelievable. BB was like the most gracious guy that was, or, you know, he was the king of the blues. And yeah, then there was Elvis and Conway, and you know, and then we got Marty Stewart, who was a prodigy as a kid playing with Lester Flats. There's just been yep. so much Jimmy Buffett down the street, you know, in Biloxi. I mean, it's just so much, and it never ends. Denise Sal, um, uh, I mean, I got I got some action going on. Uh, Dorothy Moore, I mean, it's just it's just crazy. I love it. You know, yep. who's calling me right now, Sweetwater, my guy at Sweetwater. You've probably shot. Oh there yeah, before. yeah. In, they're in Indiana, right? <laughs> yeah, he's calling me. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, what he's doing. Guys. He's trying to get me to buy something. I did a clinic there actually. I did a clinic there uh, uh, several years ago. 
Wow. So what's that like? That was great. They're, they're, those guys really have it together. And, you know, they had a nice, uh, it was like a, like a, a, a small theater. Yeah. Where they have, you know, different functions and stuff. But they got a big stage. And I, just, I had my, you know, I had a nice Yamaha kit set up there. And, and I, you know, played along the, the tracks that I've done in my, uh, throughout my career and stuff. And, and you know, did a big uh, question and answer thing. It was great. I love it. Love it. We're talking to Sean Drover. We are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. We sort of ventured off, and he still hadn't answered the songwriting process, but he sort of did. But when he mentioned Rush and, you know, you know, and ACDC, I got crazy. I apologize. Go to visitmississippi.org. I will not apologize for you checking that site out and then figuring out where you're going to go and, and take your loved ones and just experience so many wonderful things that are here, homegrown, uh, on our beautiful land that i can't wait to have our guest sean drover on very soon in june at the delta soul we are the birthplace of american music sean i do love to scream that from the top of my lungs the bottom of my heart the pits of my soul so you get to play dj into the break would you like to hear albert king or muddy waters albert king that was quick sean drover in the mississippi yeah. minute here's some albert we'll be right back Hey folks, it's Steve Azar. My friends at Guaranteed Bank are excited to introduce contactless debit cards. These contactless debit cards can make checking out quick and easy. The tap-and-go process is quicker than inserting a chip card and way faster than using cash. How do you get your new contactless card? Well, it'll automatically be mailed to you when your debit card expires, or you can contact your local branch. Go to GBTOnline.com to find out more. Guaranteed Bank, member FDIC. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time. On air and online at supertalk.fm. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to Auto Trim Designs a complete flag source is proud to announce that mississippi has a new state flag we're taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed state of mississippi flag flags are in production and soon you can be flying one at your home school or business Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. 
Rogers Dab Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Rogers Dab Service Parks and Quick Lube are open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. and Saturdays from 7 a.m. till 3 p.m. Crossgates Brandon or RogersDabs.com. I'm Liz Brister with Entergy. We want to help you take control of your bill. Heating and cooling your home requires significant power, but you can minimize seasonal spikes to your bill by choosing level billing from Entergy. We'll average your energy costs throughout the year to help reduce surprises. You can also coordinate your Entergy bill with your monthly budget through our pick-a-date option. Learn more at Entergy.com slash options. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving. A farmer's market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The state Supreme Court will issue a ruling on whether the procedure for getting medical marijuana on the ballot was constitutional. The state changed from five to four districts after the 2000 census, though the wording was never updated. Attorney General Lynn Fitch says the other side is trying to invalidate the vote based on semantics. When in fact, those old five congressional districts, those lines, they can be used for a number of things. The only thing they cannot be used for is to take members of the United States Congress. The Department of Human Services is ramping up a program designed to provide assistance to those caring for our most vulnerable population. The Lifespan Respite Program provides initial and repeat vouchers for family members providing unpaid care for a dependent person of any age with a significant disability or a chronic illness. For more information, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program, drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. The GT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Weekdays at 10 on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. 
keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Super Talk Mississippi News. Your news all the time. On air and online. Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Grateful to have my guest, Sean Grover, Megadeth, Eidolon, and I appreciate him taking the time to spend with me, really do. I just, uh, he's in Atlanta, and we we can't play golf today, which is all right, so i got more time to spend with him. Go to visit Mississippi.org. That's what you're going to do this weekend, and you're going to say, hey, Steve was right. He's right. You are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, as always. I love that. Sean, let's talk about change. When you make the move, let's take it, say, from... Eidolon, your transition from there to Megadeth, how does that happen? What was it like as far as what is was it a just a mammoth jump as far as crowd size? You know, how did you handle it? And also I want to talk to you about how do you stay in shape? Because the drummers we all know are in the best shape no matter what you say. But with your type of playing, it's not like you're sitting there and just you know what I mean like you can you can have some beer or cocktail and just smoke a cigarette or whatever. I mean, this ain't that. You know what I mean? You have to be in like Iron Man shape. Take me through the process of the crowd sizes growing, um, what it was like, how you handled it. You know, did you did you handle it well? And what the heck did you do to even stay fit? You know. Well, I'll I'll make this as brief as I as I can. We, we I was in Sweden recording the, the seventh Idolon album. My brother Glenn had just gotten the Megadeth gig, mm-hmm. so I was excited to do the record. Obviously, in Sweden. But I was calling my brother in Arizona. They rehearsed in Arizona daily. And just, I was so ecstatic that he got a gig. That was like, you know, I, I, we were huge Megadeth fans, you know, right from their first record, you know, mm-hmm. followed their career, loved the band and all that stuff. My, my brother got the gig through, through a recommendation. So here I am in Sweden. I'm, I'm, I'm laying down drum tracks, you know, like I cut, I think I cut two or three a day and, you know, talking to him and, and you know, third rehearsing and, uh, I said, how are things going? You know, I, you know, you know, oh yeah, they're going good, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, into it, he's like, well, we're kind of having problems with, with the drummer a little bit. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. <laughs> you know, whatever. Didn't think much of it. And perked up a little so bit. So <laughs> I, you know, I get home a week later and, uh, I go back to work. You know, I, I was, I was working and I, and I came home on a Friday afternoon and it, it was, he was, again, slowly saying that, you know, that, you know, things are, are, you know, aren't working out for the drummer and all that stuff and all that stuff. So basically he called me up. He said, you know, are you sitting down? I said, no, what's, what's the matter? He goes, they just they just let go of the drummer and they want to know if you can come out here and, and do the gig. And, and mind you, the, the tour, by the way, went at that phone call started six days later. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, I think, like, and I, and I knew all the old material. I could I could fudge it 95 percent from memory. Mm-hmm. And but I'm like, you know, I, I had to make a split decision. And, you know, an opportunity like that, you know, sometimes only comes around once in your lifetime. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't at all. So. You know, I said, you know, I've got to do it. So, you know, I, I the next morning I flew out to, to Arizona, um, met everybody and all that stuff. And uh, four days of rehearsal going over material. I'm, I'm learning on the fly. They just put a new record out. Um, we actually recorded it in Nashville um, and had um, Vinny Caliuta, uh play drums on sure. it. A world-renowned, amazing. Yeah. I'm sure you yeah. know it. Incredible. So four days of rehearsal, fifth day traveling to um, Reno, Nevada. And, and day six I was on stage. Playing, playing with Megadeth. I did mean, you go, did you go shopping before? Like, you know what I mean, for clothes and stuff. Yeah, actually, actually, 
<laughs> we did. Uh, uh, we, we finished rehearsals early one day and, and went out to uh, the mall and, you know, you know, go get yourself some jeans, get some shirts, go, you know, because, I, again, I, I literally had no time to prepare for any of that stuff at all. I was, you know, I just jumped on a plane. It was all about learning the material and, you know, getting, making sure that I could pull it off because it was either I was going to pull off the, the gig or they were going to have to cancel the tour, which is not good wow. business. Wow. So, wow. All you right, know, now get to the get to the being in shape part, because you're still in right. shape, and you're an athlete, yep. and I just feel like drummers are the athletes. You know, you know what I'm saying? Just absolutely, it's absolutely correct. I mean, you, you you know, and it's like you suggest. I wasn't you know in a, in a cocktail jazz band playing at the Holiday Inn. You know, just right. lightly. I, you know, the way I play, I play relatively hard, and, and certainly in, in a band called you know, band like Megadeth, you know, it's very physical. So yeah, you know, I. Was, you know, luckily I was in shape and and, uh, and it got even stronger as time went on, you know, because it was it's such an important uh, facet to, to what my job requires is to, to physically be able to do it every night. You know, it's a very demanding thing. So that was, you know, health is certainly part of, of that. Um, but, you know, again, that was something that I wanted to be anyway. So that, that yeah. part of it was just that's part of the gig, you know. For that kind of band, you have to be mentally and physically prepared for what that job requires. And, and uh, luckily for me, I, uh, I handled it very well. I was in that band for over 10 years before I quit. Wow, I know, I know, I know. You, you know, um, it reminds me of there were some certain gigs. One was New Orleans. One was the Delta Blues Festival here when, when I was headlining. Um, mm-hmm. It was probably 2005, um, and it was uh, just scorching hot, right? And yep. And my drummer was from Rome, Italy, Pietro Luigi Mediana, Mediani, and my daughter Cecilia's godfather, and his wife Sean Murphy. She, origi- she's uh, stony with meatloaf. Uh, she was original and always nice. has been Silver Bullet band member, lead singer, Little Feet for ten years. She's amazing, amazing. Wow. Anyway, so Sean, so so Pietro and I were there, and we had been on a twenty day run, and it was so hot um, that gig. But he got stung by twenty bees while he was playing. And we never Ooh. knew it. We never knew it. So he kept playing. So when we're done, he's got all of these things. So have you ever anything weird like that happen, or or have you ever ever almost passed out in the hundred and ten degree, you know, humidity, the heat index? Uh, you're talking about, like you said, it's very physical. I mean, for me, yep. taking my shirt off sometimes before I had to go out and sign autographs, I couldn't, and I put another shirt on and I was drenched again. You know, if you oh were, yeah. That's- that, that's part of the gig, isn't it? You know, you, you're, you're factoring certainly in the summertime when, when you're uh, playing festivals or, or, or things like that. You're playing, you know, you're playing the, the sheds and stuff and the amphitheaters. Heat, heat pays a, uh, plays a huge factor in, into all that stuff. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, off the top of my head, I remember we played a gig in Germany, um, I, I don't know, 2010, 2011, and it was, it, was a sweat, it was like an airplane hangar with no AC whatsoever. And you've got, you know, 8,000 Germans, German fans squeezed in there together so tight. I mean, it was so hot. It was unbelievable. And I remember walking walking off that stage, and, and my demeanor is, is very calm, and I, I was pissed, man. I was like, man, that, you know, that bleeping, bleeping, bleeping bull crap, you know what I mean? And, and, and uh, you know, because, you know, the, the, the venue didn't even consider... I don't know. I just think venues like that they they shouldn't have bands in the summer when it's when it's 110 degrees outside yeah. and 125 degrees inside. It was it 
it was pushing it slightly. You know what I mean? Right, but, right, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's so you know you know you know the drill. There's so many gigs where you, you know you have to you got to drink a lot of water on stage. You know, water is the you know the key. I, I've I've never had one drink before uh, before a Megadeth show in my career. I actually never had a drink you, before wow. any professional show I've had before. Wow. I just think it's you know it's. Not a good thing to drink for me. Not a good thing to, to drink beer before a show. I mean, you couldn't you're even imagine totally how you could. You couldn't do you it. You know, you'd pass out, and especially in heat like that. You know, I would sneak Red Bull, and um, and like when we yep. <laughs> when we were doing arena tours and stuff, and uh, we would record it every night. And so my bass player would go, "You had you had Red Bull, didn't you?" Because I have, I say sneak because I go because you know you're on the bus and you're sort of you, I'm trying to wake up and trying to figure it out and I drove the tempos of all the songs so he would go you did you did, you drank red bull I said no I didn't so he goes so he'd play the tape he'd play the recording and he'd look at me and I go okay I did I'm sorry yeah I couldn't help yep. it. I had to wake up what do you want me to drink I mean I have to get up I, I know so you get so mad because he, you know he'd just go he, he, it was a joke but it was a big joke on the the bus for a while they're going like if you're gonna lead everything. Uh, and the drummer looks at me and goes, listen, I'm having a hard time keeping up sometimes. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> Stay off the Red Bull. So anyway. Yeah, the uh, Red Bull would definitely kick, yeah. kick yeah. a little jolt into you for sure, yeah. you know. <laughs> I love it. We're talking to Sean Drover. You are in a Mississippi minute. Uh, I'm just, I want to jump into Act of Defiance in a minute. And just sort of, as you look in the rearview mirror of your life and the music that you've played, some of the similarities and some of the... Uh, just some of the things that you learned from each along the way. But we're going to take a break. You are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. As always, visit Mississippi.org. Check it out, folks, and trust me. I'm with Sean Drover, drummer, founder, Eidolon, 10 years at Megadeth, and also co-founder of Active Defiance, which we're going to dig into. He is one good dude, as you can tell. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey folks, it's Steve Azar. My friends at Guaranteed Bank are excited to introduce contactless debit cards. These contactless debit cards can make checking out quick and easy. The tap and go process is quicker than inserting a chip card and way faster than using cash. How do you get your new contactless card? Well, it'll automatically be mailed to you when your debit card expires or you can contact your local branch. Go to GBTOnline.com to find out more. Guaranteed Bank, member FDIC. Mississippi news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state, from stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports, your Mississippi news, all the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. You can hear the show Saturday afternoons 1 until 3 right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Gary Klein and Kelly Jordan are our pros from the Bassmaster Elite Series. Mr. Whitetail Larry Wysoon takes care of all of our big game needs. Plus, Tom Dockin and Ronnie Smith will help you build a better bird dog. Not to mention the fact that we just have a whole heck of a lot of fun with a lot of great guests. I hope you'll be a regular. Hey, we'll see you in the camp house this Saturday at 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Mississippi Braves baseball is back and will welcome fans to Trustmark Park beginning Tuesday, May 4th at 6.35 p.m. Get ready for the return of Thirsty Thursday. Premium giveaway items every Friday night. Post-game fireworks on Saturdays and matinee baseball each Sunday. Season tickets, flex plans, group outings, sweet nights, and partnership opportunities are available now by calling 601-932-8788 or by visiting Mississippi Braves.com. See the next generation of Atlanta Braves stars like Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna Jr., and more right here at Trustmark Park. Baseball returns on Tuesday, May 4th. Mississippi Braves baseball. Let's play. tables, ping pong, poker, classic arcades, football, sports decor, even kitchen and bar stools. You'll find it all at Game Room Gallery. Game Room Gallery has plenty to choose from during this time you're at home to help make many more memories with your family. With specials on classic arcades and pool sticks too. Let Game Room Gallery bring excitement to any room in your home. Game Room Gallery, Ridgewood Road, just north of County Line. For more, call 601-853-7777. That's 601-853-7777. Online at gameroom-gallery.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Less England for Clark's Construction. The kind of work that Jerry's done for me includes you know, minor repairs like rotting wood, remodeling uh, the master bath, uh, putting new French doors on the back of the house. He understands what he's doing, and he usually points out you know, why I've had problems and not only how to fix it, but how to fix it so the problem doesn't recur. I think Jerry's trustworthiness is beyond reproach. Call 601-214-9463. Clark's Construction, a company you can trust. AARP is working to protect Americans 50-plus by making sure you have the latest information about the COVID-19 vaccines and the distribution plans in Mississippi. Just visit aarp.org slash msvaccine to learn who's eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine in Mississippi, when, where, and how to get it, and what you might want to discuss with your doctor. That's aarp.org slash msvaccine. Paid for by AARP. This is Mississippi State Bulldog Jake Mangum. Family is everything. On the field, at home, everywhere. When I step up to the plate, it means the world that my family is behind me every swing. That's why I love my Farm Bureau family. They've got my back no matter what. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. 
in a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Should I say it again? I'm not going to do it. But I am going to say the word Mississippi two more times, including the one I just did. You are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I can't get tired of saying it. My new album, My Mississippi Reunion, you can check out everywhere. It's done really well. My pal Cedric Burnside joined me on Coldwater, and uh, it's a collection of all my past and present songs that have that, that all came together in one reunion on one record. So there you go. That's the only plug I'm ever going to do. Okay, so we're with Sean Drover. Sean, let's talk about after the Megadeth days and all that. When does Act of Defiance happen? You and your brother found, find, co-found the band, right? Co-founded the band? No, actually, that uh, the guitar player who was, in, who was the successor to my brother, his name is Chris Broderick. He, uh, we recommended, uh, when Glenn quit Megadeth, we recommended Chris for the gig. He got the gig, and uh, he played with me in Megadeth for seven years. And um, we were both kind of itching to, to just try something new and write our own music. You know, Megadeth, uh, you know, 95% of the material was written by, by Dave Mustaine, and rightfully so. He's a, he's a fantastic songwriter and great guitarist and all that. But, you know, that, 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 that band is his band. And rightfully so. Right. Um, so I was having thoughts after about ten years. You know, I, I really just kind of wanted to go out on my own before it was too late. You know what I mean? You know, I was getting up, getting up there in age a little bit, and I wanted to, you know, test the waters uh, as it were. And, and Chris was having the same thought process. So we got together and said, you know, if we're going to do this, let's let's start a band, and, and we did, and that was called Act of Defiance. And um, uh, we each wrote, you know, the game plan. Now this is within six months of us of leaving Megadeth, we had released a record. So in in that time. We we had to get band members, get management, get a record company, yeah. you know, get, again, all those things, write, obviously, write the music and all that stuff. So Chris wrote five songs and I wrote five songs. That was the game plan. You know, you write five songs, I'll write five songs, you put them together, them. get right. musicians in it. And we did all that. It was released within six months of us forming that band. So we were tunnel visioned um, mentally to, to, you know, be held bent to get this done and, and get it out in a timely fashion because we didn't want to disappear for three or four years and then put out a record because people, people's attention span nowadays doesn't seem to be as as, uh, as attentive as, as you and I were when we were, you know, when we were younger following band stuff. So well, you dig the into the whole, yeah, well, you dig into the whole record when, you know, when you it was an event to take a piece of vinyl out of the you know absolutely thing, man and then look at the artwork and now, now you have that again right so all of this is sort of led right. back to but for, back to you and my time when we were just so getting into it and our bro- older brother and all that i remember my older brothers yep. would you know they turned me on to vinyl quick and but it's it's what i remember and then obviously you had the eight tracks you could just hum them in the back you couldn't break them you know what i mean like it was like you know it was like, yep. but anyway but it was an event it was an event exactly so what you know um, with you guys <clears throat> excuse me one second with you guys take me sort of on the touring version so you go from Idolon. And then you go to Megadeth. Megadeth, the biggest crowds. And then were you able oh, yeah. to to piggyback on that on all of your success and you guys and Megadeth and 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 did you have the great publicist that gets the word out? And what did it turn into with Active Defiance? It ended up being, and, and I knew it was going to be. It was certainly a much smaller scale uh, in North America because you know it's almost impossible to go from a band that was that popular to going off on your own and and. Uh, you know, garnering that 
level of success, uh, certainly right off the bat. And we knew we were definitely, in terms of popularity and all that stuff, we were taking a, a step downward. But that's not why I did that. I, I did it for musical reasons and, and for genuine, you know, it's what I wanted to do in my heart was, was create our own music. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't play music to be, be popular. If, if I wanted to be popular playing music, I certainly wouldn't be a drummer. That's, that's number one. I'd be a lead singer, you know what I mean? And So it's everything in my career that I've done, I'm... I'm happy to say that I've done it for the right reasons. I didn't I didn't join some band because they were super popular and they were going to pay me, you know, four grand a week on full retainer. Was, I did it because I loved the music, first and foremost. Right. Uh, the Megadeth stuff was all icing on the cake because of the success and all that stuff, and, which is fantastic. But obviously, if, if I left that band, it was, it was for something genuine, and, and that's why I did it. So we knew we were taking a step, certainly on a much lower scale, and, and we were cool with that. We, you know, we pounded it hard for three years. We put out two records, you know, toured six, seven times across North America in, the, in that time. Then went to Europe, played a bunch of festivals over there and stuff. Um, you know, at the end of the day, though, it just it, it didn't take like like Megadeth. And again, it, it's because uh, uh, because of the times as well. You know, now again, there's there's because of the internet. You know, can't find records in record stores like like you and I when we were younger. We would just go to the the record store down can't the road. Find a record and, store. <laughs> Right, and they can't, you know. So, you know, there's so many factors involved. We, can, we I can go on a real tangent about it, but I won't. Um, you know, I, I knew the level of success would would be a fraction, and it was that. But but I'm I'm happy with what that band did. Uh, we're definitely on hiatus now. Chris Chris uh, got an offer to join um, a successful band in Sweden called In Flames. They they've been around for. 20, 25 years now. And, um, so he joined that band about two years ago. So Active Defiance has kind of been on hiatus ever since. Um, not to say that we won't record again. I'm, I'm really not sure. But um, but like I said earlier, in the meantime now, I've been uh, working on a new record with my brother. Uh, so that's definitely taken uh, up a lot of my time musically, and, and it's been very satisfying thus far. Sean Drover, incredible, one of the greatest drummers ever. I can't thank you enough for spending a Mississippi Minute with me. Visit Mississippi.org, folks. And you've been in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio as always. Sean Drover. You gotta check him out online. Check out his music from Idoline to Act of Defiance to Megadeth. And what's the new band again? What is it? Dark? Dark Dissension. That, that'll Woo. be out next year. Woo! Anyway, and you can come visit him in the Mississippi Delta because he will be at the Delta Soul. I can't wait to host him. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Later on. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them where you can take your sweet time. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.